soon as like <clears throat> all day long when Josh is at work it's da 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 I'm always like he's at work buddy and then as soon as Josh gets home he's like excited for like five minutes and then mama oh, no <laughs> you've been wanting dad all day now that you finally have him you just want me yeah <clears throat> so obnoxious kids <laughs> mm-hmm. hello animal lovers welcome to my podcast where i geek out about animals i'm nicole and you are listening to animal facts this podcast may not be suitable for all listening ears specifically young ones and i just want to remind everyone that i am not a professional just an animal enthusiast because i just love learning about them i think they're so cool and they can do so many cool things Some things I say may just be my opinion, and sometimes I am misinformed, or sometimes I am just straight up wrong. So forgive me, I am only human after all. But please email me at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com so I can correct myself and I also have the chance to learn from you. Thanks for joining me. Enjoy! Welcome, animal lovers, to the Animal Facts Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Emily. Emily! Back. Technically, she never left. True. Uh-huh. Flies, gnats, eating my plants. Anyways, your personal question for this episode is: I wrote it down, so I'm gonna forget. If you could be saved by any superhero, what superhero would you want to save you? Um, I'm probably Superman because he's handsome. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, and so the second partner to that question is, you chose Superman to save you, and that's because you are regularly, (laughs) you're married to his worst enemy, his nemesis. Who's his nemesis I think Lex Luthor would be his biggest nemesis. Lex Luthor? I think so. I don't know if there's a bigger nemesis to Superman, but that's the other flip side of it, like, Who's your dream, like, person that you would love to be rescued by? Oh. But the reason you're being rescued is, or not the reason, but, you know. Interesting. The flip side of it is you are I, stuck with their nemesis. I chose Superman because I feel like he looks like Sean. <laughs> <laughs> so. And now you're stuck with Lex Luthor. God damn it. <laughs> Isn't would he bald? Would you change your answer? <laughs> he is bald, but he's really smart. All right. <laughs> Would you change your answer, or would you stick with Superman and Lex Luthor? Um, I guess we can look up who's. Well, thank goodness I didn't pick Spider-Man. I am not chilling with the Green Goblin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think I'll, I'll stick with the Superman. Superman. <laughs> Let's check. Superman's worst enemy. Oh. What is most it? Most notably, so Superman, several of Superman's opponents, most notably. Darkseed and Brainiac are to have been foes of the Justice League of America as well. <sighs> Strongest enemy, Lex Luthor. Yeah. Biggest rival, Lex Luthor. True enemy, Lex Luthor. Okay, so Lex Luthor. <laughs> Who does he fear the most? Don't know. <clears throat> so Lex Luthor. Okay. I'll stick with that there one. Mine, I want to pick Batman, but I don't know if I want to be stuck with whoever Batman's biggest enemies. 
the Joker? <laughs> I don't know. He's scary. <laughs> the Joker is scary. I don't know if I would. I mean, would that make me Harley Quinn? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. <laughs> if I was stuck with the Joker, I don't know if I want to be stuck with the Joker. Who's an attractive villain? Right. Uh, <laughs> also, who's the villain that's not the worst villain? To be stuck yeah. With? And then you have to be like regularly saved by them. The superhero, which sometimes the superheroes aren't the greatest. Who's the Iron Man's nemesis? Um, probably whatever the electric guy was from. Second. Or is it like Iron the Man. Doctor Octopus guy? Isn't that Spider Man? Oh, maybe Doc Ock. I get them all mixed up. <laughs> Iron Dude, the Mandarin. Oh, <laughs> big fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually makes sense. He's a scientist and former diplomat, but mm. turned criminal mastermind. Okay. Um, the other side of the question was: Would you rather? like pick your dream villain to be with or would you want to happenstance like randomly get some random superhero like random superhero you I would think. randomly get yeah. a superhero I think and pick what villain you'd want to be yeah with? all the superheroes are I mean they make them attractive because they want them to be the good guy I don't right. think there's many ugly ones unless you really a Hulk I don't know <laughs> 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 when he's not hulking out, you know. <laughs> so you would want to end up with Plastic Man, maybe? Plastic Man? <laughs> oh. Very, um, stretchy. <laughs> or what is the Fantastic Four, that rock guy? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Clobbering something. <laughs> The big rock guy, would you yeah. want to be with him? No, he's too rocky. You could also end up with a female if you're into that. You know, all the females are pretty too. They are. I mean, I wouldn't mind being stuck with Black Widow. I know. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind being stuck with Black Widow. <laughs> Just saying. Or even whatever the invisible girl is. Oh, yeah. But that's the thing is it has to be like the classic version of them. It's not necessarily like Their Chris TV. Evans' Captain yeah. America. As much as we would love Chris Evans' Captain America or even Bucky Winter Soldier. Mm. <laughs> Sebastian Stan. But, or Christian Bale as Batman. Heath Ledger as the Joker. It could be literally like how they draw them in the comics or like their typical portrayal mm. of what they're supposed to be. So, I mean, I'm sure there's there, obviously there's got to be some attractive villains because charismatic and yeah, Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy! Mm. <laughs> you could pick to be with Poison Ivy. Yeah. Pick to be with Two-Face. There's definitely more attractive female villains than male villains, I feel like. Yeah. But I don't know that many female villains. Is Harley Quinn considered a villain? I think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I don't really know. I feel like Deadpool is either way because he's kind of a. He he's does like it, a he sarcastic. Yeah. So he can be villain or hero. Mm-hmm. I think it just depends on what he. Oh! Oh! I would love to be stuck with Wolverine if I could. 
But that's mm. also because I'm obsessed with Hugh Jackman, so I wouldn't be able to be Hugh Jackman. But Storm would be cool and be stuck with Ooh, too. yeah. Magneto wouldn't be the worst. He's old, but he wouldn't be the worst. That's true. Especially, like, his younger version is attractive. Yeah. That's fair. So. There are attractive villains. Mm-hmm. You can either pick the best option of villain or chance it with any superhero that could be also a total douche. Because hmm. not all superheroes are great. It's true, but all villains are villains. True. But sometimes oh. what they're standing for isn't the worst. Hmm. They just go about it in a chaotic way. Could what be. is it, like, Peacemaker? Have you seen um, Suicide Squad? Uh, I think a long time ago, yeah. The newest one, um, John Cena plays Peacemaker, and his thing is world peace. Like, he wants world peace. Like, he doesn't care how many people or who he has to kill to get mm. there. Like, I will kill any man, woman, and child to recruit, like to bring world peace. So he wants world peace. So what his goal is, great. How he's going about it is terrible. That's fair. That's fair. <coughs> so, there's that. I think I'll still stick with the random superhero. <laughs> Chance it. Yeah. I need to get, like, one of those random generators to see. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can always make one, too. Like, those, like, wheels. That's you true. just, like, put labels on the wheel. That's true. I used to do that when I was teaching the kids, like, That's the wheel. fun. The wheel of opportunity. Ooh. We don't call it the wheel of death. <laughs> <laughs> the wheel of death. <laughs> All right. Well... There we go. There's our personal question of heroes and villains. Perfect. <laughs> you ready for your animal? Uh-huh. So instead of trivia, we're going to do word thought. Okay. So it's kind of like uh, I'm going to say a word, and you're going to basically say the first thing that comes to your mind. Perfect. I and love this game. after so long, if you get to the animal, I'll get like clues closer to what the animal is, and if you get it, great. If not, I'll just reveal what it is. Okay. All right. You ready? Yeah. Invertebrate. Um, spine. <laughs> okay. Um, non-mammal. Dolphin. Wait, that's definitely a mammal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, invertebrates don't have spines either. Okay, yeah. Uh, a. Meaning there's an A in the Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say B. <laughs> I mean, B works. First thing that comes to mind. Um, um... <laughs> Albacore. Albacore. Hard. Uh, uh, <laughs> What's the first thing you thought of? Oh, turtle. I thought of turtle. Great. That's fine. You can just say what Oh, okay. <laughs> Stop. Um, um, squid. <laughs> World record holder. Whale. <laughs> Social. Butterfly. Misunderstanding. Mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Exoskeleton. Skeleton. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Decapod. I was gonna. I, I thought of deck of cards. <laughs> that works. <laughs> Coconut. Hawaii. <laughs> Snails. Slugs. Shells. Me. <laughs> My last name used to be Shell. That's true, it did. Seawater. Sea urchin. Salt water. Um, ocean. Ocean dweller. Um, sea urchins. 
Land dweller. Little Mermaid. <laughs> mermaid! <laughs> Little Mermaid. It's a mermaid. We're talking about mermaids. Really? No. Oh. It's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Um, talons. Pinchers. Crab. Legs. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of, too. <laughs> um, you said crab? Uh-huh. Alright. You ready? Yeah. Hermit crab! Yeah! <laughs> We are hermit crabs, I feel like. So, fun fact. We are not. Okay, no. (laughs) Which we'll talk about. This one is like social misunderstanding. Oh. Um, Because they're believed to be antisocial things because like hermits, right? Yeah. They're they're hermits. But really, they're like really social. Oh. They don't like to be alone. Oh. So if you have a pet hermit crab, you actually should have two. Aw, I feel sad for the ones who are just lonely. Right, because they're really social creatures. They're just known as hermits because of their individual shells. Huh. So. But we shall talk about hermit crabs, which is why I did it, because the last time, the first time you were ever on the podcast, we talked about, like, how we are antisocial, like, and we should be hermit crabs. I'm like, well, yeah. maybe I'll do hermit crabs. So I'm doing hermit crabs. And it's not us. <laughs> no, I've learned that it's not us. But there are some things we can relate to. Okay. So. Alright, so some general info about the hermit crabs. By the way, crabs are just weird. Just so you know. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are actually not true crabs. They don't have, like, a uni- uniformly hard exoskeleton, and they can't grow their own shells. So instead, they use discarded shells from other animals. Hmm. Um, and they're more closely related to certain kinds of lobsters than they are to true crabs. Uh, there's over 800 species of hermit crabs worldwide. They are known as invertebrates, which, as a reminder, is no backbone. And other invertebrates include sea stars, sea urchins, earthworms, sponges, jellyfish, lobsters, insects, snails, clams, and squids. Hmm. Just to kind of... Sometimes I always just forget. I'm like, wait, which ones are which? I know, I always forget. <laughs> So. That's why I said spine. <laughs> uh, which, I mean, it still has to do with, like, a backbone. It's just the yeah. lack of one. Um, so, the appearance of a hermit crab. I just had a panic attack that I'm not recording. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like most other crabs, the hermit crab is a decapod, which means they have five pairs of legs, including a pair of claws. And then the hermit crab has a hard <clears throat> exoskeleton on the front part of their bodies, but a soft curled tail on the other half. So they're like half hard, half soft. Oh. <laughs> um, and then their tail is curled with a hook that enables their bodies to be able to fit inside and hold on to the shells. Um, which I feel like seeing a naked crab, or like a crab, like hermit crab without the shell would just be so interesting. I think it would be kind of creepy. Right? It'd just be like this little... Soft Squishy, body yeah. that's curled, you know, looking for a home. Ooh. Right? A little naked crabby. 
Um, the crab uses its claws for defense and food shedding, shredding, as well as eating. Um, and then the second and third pair of legs are to help the crab walk, while the last two are there to, like, help the crab hold on and into its shell. Hmm. And then they range from a lot of different sizes, so they can be, like, really small, like, an inch or so or hmm. less. To the biggest size is known as the coconut crab, and it can get as big as 40 inches and weigh 10 pounds. Oh my gosh. Yes, which will, I have some more details on the coconut crab too. Um, which, learning about it, I'm like, is the coconut crab even a hermit crab or is it a crab crab? But it yeah. is like more reference to a hermit crab than a crab crab. Um, but it does, at a certain point in its life, can grow its own shell but it does molt it and everything but for a while it does like have to borrow a shell and it will like find temporary homes in like coconut oh um until its shell grows back but Hmm. they are the type of hermit crab so and we'll talk about them a little bit later because just some of the facts on just the coconut crab are crazy yeah so um, hermit crabs have reduced gills, and their moist gill chambers have highly vascularized um, areas for gas exchange. They have stalked eyes with acute vision and two pairs of antenna. They use this for sensory, like, they also have, like, their sensory hairs that are used, um, and they're, like, on part of their exoskeleton. They use their antennas and, uh, for feeling and finding and smelling food. Um, They use the hairs and their antennas to also sense vibrations. So that way they know where food is and danger. And then they move into larger shells as they grow and will sometimes fight with other hermit crabs for a shell if necessary. Hmm. But if something else is already living in a shell, they won't harm it. So they only fight over vacant shells, and they won't kill, like, a healthy snail to get its shell. What if it, like, something just died, and, like, it's still in the shell? I think they'll, if it's dead, they'll, like, clean it out and take it. Um, Or they'll wait for something else to clean it out. Hmm. So, but, they, uh, won't, I don't know, some, I think, some of the things I read were, like, they'll, like, clean it or whatever, and they sometimes will eat things, but then other times they won't eat the things that are in the shells that are now vacant, Mm -hmm. Um, but they will sometimes eat or pull out, like, maybe the dead hermit crab, if it's a hermit crab Mm -hmm. or a snail in there. I'm not really sure. I think it might just depend on the species and maybe the situation. Okay. So, but they won't harm anything living in it, which is nice. At least they don't, like... (laughs) kill for the house (laughs) they just wait for it to be available um and then they come in a lot of different colors including green red blue yellow orange brown pink and white cute right at first i was like a pink one and a blue one but i'm like i guess they're crabs that's pretty normal yeah so but i also imagine like a very like not nature like pink (laughs) Yeah. Like a naturally hot pink. Like a flamingo <laughs> color. Yeah, it's so funny. But I think it'd be cool. 
quite a little creepy. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, um, their conservation status. Would you like to take a gander? I don't think they're endangered. I feel like they're doing okay. Yep. Okay. They are, there's not, like, a whole lot of concern for them yet. They're not considered endangered. Um, however, some of the species are at higher risk, and it just, like, the coconut crab is a bit of a higher risk. Um, because they're more like land ones. So mm-hmm. the land hermit crab specifically, um, we'll talk about that too. There is like ocean dwelling ones and there are like some land ones. So, but the land hermit crabs are more at risk because of habitat loss from like mangroves and like coastal areas that are being taken over and developed by humans. So they're just kind of like losing their environment and habitat, mm-hmm. but they're like still doing fine. So they're not concerned yet. Okay. Um, and then uh, in some places where hermit crabs are beginning, like, are, sometimes they're beginning to, like, mistake plastic containers for shells, which kind of also threaten their survival. Um, and then they also, as far as pets go, um, people have pet hermit crabs. But hermit crabs don't actually breed in captivity very well, so the hermit crabs you get from your pet store have actually all been taken from the wild. Oh. So, because of that, too, so there's, like, they're doing fine, but there are things that are adding to them to probably make a list of we should start kind of being concerned about them. Yeah. Because we're taking over their habitats, we're causing them to be polluted with plastic, and they can't live in plastic bottles but they try sometimes and then also we're taking them out of their habitat for pets yeah um and so (laughs) yeah and then with that they uh the shells that like you find in hermit crabs like that are like hand painted or whatever yeah are actually really dangerous for them because it can poison them over time so don't buy them painted shells as cute as they are I was, like, learning. I was, like, this makes me so sad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have a pet hermit crab. <laughs> I don't know many people with pet hermit crabs. I'm like, what was the thing to do when you were younger? Yeah. I don't know. Many I think they adults stink. With pets. Huh? I think they stink. They do stink. <laughs> <laughs> I know my sisters had hermit crabs when they were little. And then I had a friend who had a pet hermit crab um, named Herman. And I know <laughs> my sisters. I don't remember what my sisters had their names, but... I remember them at mm-hmm. one point, but I think one of them killed the other. I don't really remember. Oh. <laughs> or just wouldn't let it eat. I don't really know, but I my sister was so mad that her crab killed the other that she just basically let it die. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, this is why we can't let kids have uh, pets. pets. Unsupervised. Yeah. Right? So ridiculous. Um, so yeah. Hermit crabs. They're not considered endangered yet but they uh they uh, have their issues for sure that could lead them to being a concern so (coughs) all right environment where can you find hermit crabs naturally um ocean beaches Mm -hmm. coastal areas um I don't know if they would be in, like, freshwater areas. I don't know if they're just, like, specific to salt water or... All good, all good questions that I will answer. Okay. <laughs> um, but, yes, they are found in, like, ocean areas and uh, tropical, specifically so. 
They can be found all over the world in tropical and subtropical waters, as well as many like temperate zones in the northern hemisphere. Um, most of the species are ocean dwellers, so they're like fully in like the ocean. Um, but then there are about a dozen or so semi-terrestrial species, which are called land hermit crabs, which are the ones that we mostly know of as pets. Um, and then there's one species that is freshwater hermit crab, hmm. which is native to Van- Vanatee. Okay. Which is islands. Um, but yeah, so most of them live in the ocean or near the ocean. So the ones that are semi-terrestrial are the ones that you find in the pet store. And then, so land hermit crabs will specifically be found along the shorelines, and they need both access to land and water. They'll use pools or crevices of seawater to, like, wet their gills and the interiors of their shells. They also need them to reproduce, and then they spend, like, their early stages in water as well, and then they'll eventually come onto land, while the um, other ones will stay in the water. And then many different species of land hermit crabs will live in tropical areas like the Indo-Pacific region and the Atlantic and Western Caribbean. And they can be also found like in coastal forests and salt marshes. Um, and then if you're trying to find them where you're at, you can usually find them like under vegetation or rocks and poles. Basically where they can like find a hide away from predators. Yeah. So... <clears throat> And then sometimes they can also be found in, which I found so weird, living in tubes of plant stems or sections of bamboo, which okay. I thought was really interesting. I'm like, what? <laughs> they basically, like, live in a slide. Huh. Um, <clears throat> and then they will also, like, seek shelter under, like, broken coconut shells as well as, like, they use, like, their seashells. So sometimes for homes they'll use, like, a broken coconut shell <laughs> if they need to. They don't have a seashell. And then all the rest of them are entirely aquatic, and those ones will be found, like, on the bottom of the ocean, like, in the sandy or muddy bottoms, and then, sandy or muddy bottoms. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then occasionally, like, a few will venture into deeper waters. One species that lives in the Indian Ocean can be found at the depths of 600 to 1,200 feet. Um, where it, like, below the, like, water, right? Oh, it's pretty deep. Yeah. Um, and that's where it'll live in, like, hollow wood or somewhere. So, it can be found decently deep, some of the species. And then most of them, and a lot of them, will be found, like, around coral and sponges, often living with, like, anemones on their shells. Huh. So, which is cool. Imagine just, like... Rock and a sea anemone on your shelf. Got a little buddy. <laughs> uh-huh. At least you'll always have a friend. Yeah. So when you're... I mean, they're, if they're social, like, they'll have a little buddy. Yeah. There you go. If you want a hermit crab... Get an anemone. Get an anemone in your saltwater tank at home. <laughs> and leave it in the water. Don't pull it out. Um, so what do you think a hermit crab eats? Um... Like... I uh, actually don't know if it's like um like an omnivore or just like an herbivore. Um, I don't think it's just a carnivore. Um, I'm gonna guess omnivore. Yep. And they eat like any kind of bugs if they're on land. Um, and then when they're in the water, 
I don't know, little tiny fishes. Or oh, maybe they <laughs> you got so like happy are they about like, that you're like, eat cute. <laughs> de- de- <laughs> decomposing things? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they are omnivores and they are scavengers. So ah, they'll yes. eat microscopic mussels and clams, bits of dead animals, algae, small fish, other invertebrates such as worms, plankton, and other small particles in the water. I imagine. <laughs> like in Finding Nemo, the crabs that are by the sewer. Uh, yes mine you know like yes. get away hey. you know, like all that stuff i've got a live one <laughs> so nectar of the gods or whatever they say you know as they're like eating basically all the particles coming out of the sewer system <laughs> into the ocean um but yeah so they'll eat almost anything that they can kind of find that works um, and they will also occasionally consume dead hermit crabs if given the chance. Because, you know, sometimes they have good nutrients. Um, and then they do play a really important, like, role in the bottom-dwelling marine community by cleansing, like, the environment of all of these things. Mm. So they are important to their ecosystem. And then specifically at, like, the Smithsonian National Zoo, their hermit crabs are fed, like, crab food that's like a mixture of the things they would need along with like some fruits and vegetables hmm. so there you go omnivores kind of eat anything cool as long as it's dead or a fish <laughs> or a worm of sorts you know so nothing large and alive usually small things that are alive and then large dead things decent insects oh i don't know <clears throat> so what Oh gosh, probably lots of stuff. Um, I want to know if like a hermit crab, cause like they eat, like you eat crab meat and lobster meat, you know. Right. I want to know like does crab, like a hermit crab, taste like crab and lobster? I don't know because we don't we don't go for them, but that could just be like because of their size, like right. Because we always go for like Dungeness. Right, bigger size things yeah. that have more meat, but then like I don't know, like, 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 like have soft bodies. Yeah, I don't know. Um, like a shrimp, you know. Curious thoughts. I was having like, what does a hermit crab even taste like? Not that I want to eat one. Yeah. I feel bad, but like, and also kind of gross. But <laughs> what does it taste like? I don't Would it be know. like a crab and a lobster? I don't know. Um, let's see. I I don't know. Um sharks. <laughs> sharks is on the list. Okay. Uh good. Um <laughs> um swordfish. <laughs> Maybe. Awesome. I don't know. It's because they're also kind of small, they do actually, they are very, like, vulnerable to a lot of different predators. Okay. Including sharks, um, many different fish species, so it could be a swordfish, cuttlefish, squid, and octopus. Oh. So those are, like, their natural predators. And then they're more unnatural predators. Humans, because of fisheries, they don't necessarily intend to trap hermit crabs, but when they're fishing and, like, trapping other seafood, they happen to get hermit crabs. Um, And then the fact that they don't breed well in captivity, so they're constantly taken out of their wild 
habitat to be sold at pet stores um, isn't great. And so side note on that, if you do have a hermit crab that you get at a pet store, or if you go to a pet store and buy hermit crabs, don't release them into the wild. (laughs) Never release animals that have been kept as pets into the wild. (laughs) They're not going to know what to do. (laughs) You also don't really know where they came from. So just don't do it. Just keep them at that rate. Just keep them. (laughs) Give them a good life. Um, and then other things that are threats and predators is the plastic pollution that we talked about because they'll mistake bottles and containers for a new home and then it's not safe or healthy for them. Um, and then when these trapped crabs die, they release a pheromone that signals to other crabs that there is a shell available. Oh, weird. Which then unintentionally lures even more crabs into a death trap. Oh. So... That's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but also, that's kind of a cool thing that they can do. Like, oh, I died. My shell is available. Unless it's a death trap slash not an actual shell. <laughs> it's weird because when you're a human and you're looking for homes, you would prefer that someone didn't die in it. But, right. Um, hermit crabs are totally okay. But they're like, oh, there. thank goodness you died. I really needed this shell. <laughs> <laughs> Just die already, yeah. snail. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's true. Like, there was this podcast, like, clip I listened to a while ago of, like, most people are, like, won't get into a pool with a dead body. Yeah. But plenty of people are okay to get into the ocean, which has countless dead bodies. Uh. So everyone has, really, a corpse-to-water ratio that they're okay with. Oh! It's true. Because not only, like, do we not know how many unknown human bodies are dead in the ocean from, like, planes and Titanic and subs and all the other things, right? But also like, all the dead animals in there? Yeah. <laughs> and lakes and stuff. But <laughs> you put it in a pool and you're like, nope. Same concept with the house. Like, no thank you. Nope. But the animals are like, yes! Home! Heck yeah! I have a home! <laughs> and I didn't have to work so hard for it. Anyway. Things are simpler at the animal. Yeah. <laughs> but also not. Because humans are uh, so their behavior. We talked about how they're actually very social. Um, so because of, like, the shelter they seek for their shells and, like, they're usually, like, alone in their shell, um, makes them have their nickname of Hermit Crab, but that's actually not accurate to their real social stuff because they are very social crabs and they like to live in large groups of like hundreds or more in the wild. Hmm. So usually if you find one hermit crab, you're close to very, very many. Huh. There's going to be a lot somewhere nearby. Um, and then they are mostly active at night. Like they'll move around a lot at night. So they are kind of nocturnal, but they will move around during the day too. Um, but they are mostly up at those nocturnal times. Hmm. Mostly looking for food. Usually always looking for food. Instead of saying night owl, I'm just going to say I'm a night crab. There you go. I'm a night crab. Because I'm crabby. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, life cycle. So, the mating habits of a hermit crab. How do you think hermit crabs mate? Well, I feel like they don't have their shells on. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're like, they're like, Take your shell off now. <laughs> they curl their little tails. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Take your shell off now. Take it off. <laughs> Let me see Take that soft that body. Shell off. Yes. Let me see those soft buns. 
Um, Let's see the soft side of you. Aww. <laughs> yeah. You're so vulnerable. They probably, you know, just <laughs> free shell and. Free the shell! Yeah. It's like burn your bras, it's but. Like free the nips. Free the shell! Yeah. Um, yeah, how did they, <laughs> they do it? Burn your shell. <laughs> They have a very wide variety of the ways they mate, but, um, they, like, so some of them will, like, the land ones will travel, like, more to the wetlands specifically for mating while all the ones in water are already there. Do they egg? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, so... Their courtship okay. starts. Oh. So they first, like, kind of, like, they mate once a year. Um, and so the courtship will start by the male will hold, like, one, like, the female with one claw. And he taps and strokes her with the other. Oh. And he'll, like, pull her forward and back until she's, like, in the mood to nude. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and so then both crabs will partially emerge from their shells. Oh. Um, so they don't fully leave their shells, but they will leave it partially, and then they place their stomachs together to mate. Well, that's just like, I'll just take my pants off, but keep my shirt on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or you'll just, like, push your pants down to, like, your knees. Yeah. At that rate. Because <laughs> they're, like, already topless, basically. Wow. But, Unless their exoskeleton counts as their shirt, and their shell counts as their pants, could, then they're only like really pushing their pants down to like their knees or ankles. Jeez. <laughs> and they're just like touching bellies. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. Um. And so the male will transfer like a sperm packet to the female, which fertilizes her eggs, and then her abdomen has like an appendage that allows her to carry the eggs until she's ready to like release them to hatch. And incubation usually will be about a month long. Um, but yeah, that's how. I just think it's funny that he'll like tap and like yeah. stroke her shell. Like Crab her, foreplay. I don't know if it's her shell or if it's like her body until like she's like, okay. That's funny. You know, like just coaxing her out of their shell. Like, Aww. Aww. Coax her out. <laughs> Show me your soft vulnerable side. Let me touch your belly. Belly to belly. <laughs> um. So when she's ready to release her eggs, she will go to the water, um, unless she's already in the water. Um, water birth. Yeah. <laughs> and she'll basically release all of her eggs into the seawater, and the seawater actually causes the eggs to burst and the larvae to float away. And so they do egg, <laughs> but not for long. And then they, um, the larvae... The larval crabs will then, like, go basically to the bottom and, like, float through the ocean and eat, like, plankton. And then they'll slowly molt, like, over several stages until they're big enough to acquire their own shell. Hmm. And for the land ones, so they'll acquire their own shell and then they'll go back to land. And most of them will forget how to breathe underwater. Um, Great. (laughs) Yeah. So once adulthood is reached, that's when they, like, migrate back to the shore with their shell and then yeah so the mating only occurs once a year 
And then younger hermit crabs will molt every few months, while older ones only molt, like, every, like, 18 months or so. Hmm. So when they're more full-grown, they molt less, but when they're still growing, they molt more often. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so they have, do you want to guess what their, like, average lifespan is hmm. for most species? Three years. Up. Oh, um, five. Up. Ten. Yes. Oh. So the average lifespan is really one to ten years, but most species are, like, a little longer. Hmm. And then some species can live for 30 years, while others, like, one species can live for 70 years. Oh, my gosh. And the coconut crab lives, uh, I don't remember how long they live, but the scientists believe that they have the potential to live over 100 years. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. So, they're crazy. Alright, so cool, weird facts about these hermit crabs. As we talked about, they molt to grow, and they shed their exoskeletons, creating larger ones to accommodate their larger bodies, and then the crabs um, that molt will also, like, eat part of their, like, exoskeleton for the nutrients to reabsorb it. Um, <clears throat> so how they molt, though, I think is so crazy. They build up enough water pressure in its body that splits its own, like, its old shell. They literally cause water damage to their own bodies. And use the water pressure, like, you know, like, those movies where the water pressure is building up and, like, the water's, like, spewing out of, like, the pipes and, like, launching bolts. Like, that's literally what they're doing to their body, like, their exoskeleton. They're, like, splitting it and making it, like, come off. I don't know if it's that, like vicious but and like crazy as a movie with a pipe issue but um that's what they do and so then they'll leave their shell and bury themselves in the sand until they like regrow it some will stay like near like store and store water in their shell before molting and remain in the shell throughout the molt um and then which can take like 45 to 120 days so they molt, and it takes a while for them to regrow their exoskeleton, and they have to go find a bigger shell. Um, <clears throat> and they usually try to find something to, like, keep them somewhat safe, since half of their bodies are very vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and then you can tell that a crab is freshly molted when it is, like, really clean and a bluish color. And then, yeah, so they'll eat part of, like, they'll eat their molted shell for calcium and vitamins and minerals. So the coconut crab, here's some facts about the coconut crab, because they be crazy. Um, they're also called robber crabs, and they are very large and nocturnal land crabs, and they are found in the Pacific and Indian Oceans, and it's closely related to hermit crabs and a king crab, so it's like a combination of the two. Hmm. Adult coconut crabs can be about a meter, which is 40 inches from leg tip to leg tip, which is really big. Oh my gosh. There's pictures of people holding them and they're like giant. It's terrifying. Um, But they're really pretty looking. Creepy pretty. (laughs) Um, And they can weigh about 4.5 kg, which is about 10 pounds. And the full grown adult ranges in coloring from light violet to brown to deep purple. And young adults are brown with black pinchers and they are strong enough to crack open coconuts. Makes sense why they're called coconut crabs. (laughs) So they use their massive pinchers to open the coconuts. Um, the largest 
coconut crabs can exert a force of 3,300 newtons, which is about 742 pounds of force. Oh. Yeah, they're really strong, so you don't want to get your finger caught Chopped in their pincher. finger off. They're capable of opening a coconut with their claw. Yeah. Imagine what they can do with your body. No thanks. <laughs> um, and then coconut crabs have also been known to open coconuts by, like, dropping them from trees. Nice. And striking them repeatedly with their pinchers to, like, open them. But, yeah, they're really strong. And they're really big. And they climb trees. <laughs> and they molt every now and again. So, but they are they are getting harder and harder to find. But they are still not in the islands for the most part. And they used to not have any. They used to be found like super abundantly. But then as humans and humans have brought over their other animals, they have seen a decline in the coconut crab population mm. from like dogs and cats and stuff. I feel like I'd be really freaked out if I saw one of those. I'll show think... you a picture of them. Okay. Maybe it'll be less creepy. But they be huge. I still wouldn't want to see one. Ew, yeah, no. That would be horrifying. <laughs> Look at that! That's a coconut crab with a dog. Look at that. Oh. Look at that. They're huge. <gasps> like, they're pretty in color with, like, their violet and stuff, but they... Like that. That looks cool, but terrible. Gross. So, no thank you to the coconut crab. Okay. And then, when selecting a new show, a hermit crab follows a series of steps. Okay. And it's very similar to, I feel like, how we also look for a new home. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing is that they explore the shell visually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you walk around your house and, like, look at what your, like, new house might be like. They test the shell for movability. Like, you walk around your house and make sure, you know, how you walk around here. Make yeah. Sure. They explore the shell's surface texture, siding of your house. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, they explore the external shape of the shell. You look mm. at the outdoor, like, outdoors of your house, and, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, they test the shell's opening. Like, is it clear, or are there any, like, anybody living in a cell? <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Um, can you even fit inside? That's fair. <laughs> you know, you don't want to buy a coffin <laughs> or a tiny little outhouse to live in. A shed or something. <laughs> so they test the shell's opening, make sure they can fit in that there's nobody else living in there. Um, and then they check the internal size to see if it can make it like make it a snap withdrawal so if they can get in and out like decently easily or they're gonna get stuck. Um, which, you know, fire escape. <laughs> yeah. Other things like can I handle stairs? <laughs> or do I not want stairs? That's a fair question. So, stairs. All things, you know, they take a lot. They consider a lot of things when buying, uh, looking for a new shell. I feel like they, like, yeah, they should be picky, but not too picky. Because, like, they don't want to die, you know? Right. And they need it. <laughs> yes. The things I feel like they're picky about are, like, can I, can, can this I work? <laughs> Will I be able to carry this? Will it cause me issues? Um, but the best one, I think, is that they turn the shell upside down to make sure that it can right itself up again. Oh! So if they get flipped over, they want to make sure that they can actually get back over. That's smart. Right? So they're very careful about what they, what shell they select. 
I want now a like a mini, like a, a Pixar short, but not necessarily a short, but like just like you know a short. Yeah. Of a hermit crab looking for a new home and like checking off all the things on the list. That's so cute. <laughs> Make a little kids book. Right. I should. You should. Patent pending. Patent pending. <laughs> you can help me figure out the name. Of yes. The hermit crab for this book. <laughs> And how it'll work. And it'll, I'll make it and it'll be great. That sounds cute. It does sound cute. I really Shelly like looking for a home. Or yeah. Herman looking for a home. I don't know. We'll think of something. Shelly or Herman. <laughs> um, so some famous hermit crabs. Oddly enough, I couldn't think of any. The only one I could think of is from the Amazon version of Clifford the Big Red Dog. One of the characters has a pet hermit crab named Shelly. Oh. I just think of, I don't think it's a hermit crab, but like the crab from Little Mermaid. Sebastian. Sebastian, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not a hermit crab. No. But um, he's kind of a hermit. But yes. Not. <laughs> um, but there are a few books, like one of them, A House for Hermit Crabs, which mm. I have to look at and make sure I'm not going to steal their idea now. Yeah. Um, and then there's a show or, I don't know, there's something with something called Harriet and Herbert's Day at the Beach, which is about hermit crabs. Cute. And then there are hermit crabs in the little Pixar short called Piper. The one with the little birdie at the beach. I don't know if I remember that one. It's seven minutes long. Hmm, okay. Um, but there's hermit crabs in that one. So that is the famous ones I found. And then for your lightning round. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no more zoom. Zoom. <laughs> Um, land hermit crabs can three deals moist by storing water in their bodies. Sometimes when a new shell turns up, hermit crabs will actually form a line biggest to smallest to see which animal will fit in the new shell, and then they basically just hand me down all the shells. <laughs> so the biggest one will get the new shell, and then the second biggest one gets that one shell, Very and then cute. so on and so forth. So, <clears throat> I don't know how often and how common that is, but I like the idea of it. I hope it happens a lot. Yeah, I think that's a cute idea. That's very cute. It's like a whole line of pass the shell. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for your special segment, we're going to talk about names for the pet you probably shouldn't have. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Slash what name we can put for my character and then what it actually takes to have a pet hermit crab and if it's the right pet for you. Mm. So, names for the pet you probably shouldn't have. <laughs> You ready? I found like a whole list of yes. a bunch of names that you can name your hermit crab. Oh, you no. can tell me what one your favorite is. Okay. Blue, Captain Hook, Claws, <laughs> Clicker, Clipper, Coconut, Grabby, Crabby, <laughs> Groucho. <laughs> oh my gosh. Herman, Hydra, Legs. I don't know why leg why would you name your hermit crab legs? That's weird. Yeah. Um, Long John. Okay. <laughs> Pincher. Sidewalker. Skittle. Snapper. Stinky. I feel like you would name it Stinky. Stinky. <laughs> Crusty. Hardball. Hardy. Helmet. <laughs> Hermit. Homie. Multi. Packer. Sheldon. Shelly. Oh. Scuttlebug, Aww. Husky, Ridge Rider, and Backpacker. Oh, man. I feel like I would just name it Backpacker. So at many that point. good ones. I think I really like Helmet. <laughs> okay, I like Helmet too. I thought Helmet was a good one. I was like, that's funny. Um, yeah, Helmet and I think uh, the Backpacker. 
backpack. Or, or Groucho. Groucho. <laughs> oh, so great. So, for having a pet hermit crab, they usually reach adult size within about two years under ideal conditions. And then, depending on the species, you'll have to, like, sometimes upgrade the tank. So, if it grows too big, it, you don't want it to be stuck in a tiny little tank. Mm. Um, you need to provide at least a 10-gallon tank for two, like, smaller hermit crabs. And then avoid placing the hermit crabs directly in sunlight or drafty areas. Otherwise, they will dry out and get cold. And you don't want that. Mm. And then for their tank, you need to buy them decor. So things that they can kind of climb on and hide under, like rocks and logs and toys of sorts. Parkour. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. Parkour. Um, you need to have a humidity control and a temperature control. You need to have substrat, um, substrate, substrate, the stuff that you put in, like sand and oh, okay, and uh, like coconut fibers and stuff for your bedding of sorts. <clears throat> but you can't just get sand from the beach. You have to make sure it's clean and sterilized sand, so it doesn't have any uh, pathogens or whatever on it. Um, and then you need to make sure, because they are more nocturnal, you can provide them, like, a low-wattage, like, like nocturnal bulb for the nighttime. And then also, like, a different type of light for the daytime to, like, help mimic their day and night hours to help regulate their normal behaviors. You have to provide them salt water so that way they don't dry out and die. <laughs> and so when they need to molt, they can have enough water for their water pressure. <laughs> Um, you need to spot clean their tank daily and then regularly clean the tank in general. And then you need to feed them vegetables, nuts, calcium supplements, hermit crab food, small shrimp. Um, and then they uh, need at least two because they're social and you don't want them to be lonely because they're not hermits. Um, and then just be wary that they will pinch you if they get startled or if they are hungry. Oh, Jesus. So they will pinch I want one. <laughs> I don't want a hermit crab. But there you go. That's what it takes to have a pet hermit crab. Hmm. There you go. And that's all I got for you on hermit crabs. Yay. But I really do think you should write a book. I will write a book. Okay. And I will name it Helmet. Helmet! <laughs> and I could have a buddy named Crash or something. Yeah. <laughs> Helmet and Crash. <laughs> I love it. It'd be great. Helmet and Backpack. Helmet and knee pads. <laughs> Helmet and legs. <laughs> oh, we'll think of it. It's going to be great. Helmet and something. Helmet and... Oh. It's going to be great. Oh, it could be Helmet and Crash, and, like, one of them crashes and breaks their shell, so they need to find a new shell. Yeah, and Helmet's, like, the safe one, and Crash is, like, the crazy one. Right, so they crashed, crashed into Helmet. And broke both their shells. And yeah. Crash is like, whatever, dude. We'll get whatever shell. And yeah. Helmet's like, no, we have to make sure it matches all of the things. It has to fit the criteria. Yeah. And then he helps Crash find the perfect tough shell that won't crack, but is still safe. Yes, because Crash is an adventurous crab. And Crash is just also the one that's like, this plastic cup will work. And right. And like, no. I like it. Yes, that's what's going to happen. Helmet and Crash. <laughs> Go on an adventure to find new shells. I love it. Yeah. It's going to be great. All right. Well, Helmet and Crash. Look for it soon. <laughs> Coming soon to you. Coming someday. I have no idea when. Yeah. Art takes time. 
I can probably write it quick, but doing the art will take me a while. Yeah. That's a niche joke coming your way. Anyway, until next time. Bye. Bye. Belly to belly. Important questions. <laughs> yes. But does it egg? <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me, animal lovers, and also thank you to my special guest this week. Please rate, review, and tell all your friends so I can continue with your support and sharing fun animal facts with you. I would love to hear from you, your stories, your experiences, any suggestions you might have. Also, I would love to see any fun, cool art you guys do. You can email them to me at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow Animal Facts Podcast on Instagram for updates, cool art, and other fun animal-related news. Click the link in the description for the resources, the donation links to saving the different animals we talk about, merchandise, and other fun things. A special thank you to my family for my really fun drum rolls, my best friend Jewel for my awesome music, and to my guests for joining me in my animal passions. Thank you again, animal lovers, for listening and supporting me in my animal discoveries and adventures. And until next time, bye! Alright, your last random fact has nothing to do with hermit crabs. Okay. has everything to do with giraffes. Ooh! Um, a giraffe's heart weighs approximately 11 kilograms, which is about 25 pounds, um, with an average resting heart rate, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, with an average resting heart rate of 40 to 90 beats per minute, um, while people thought that the giraffe had a larger heart compared to other mammals to pump blood around its large body, it's actually because the heart needs to generate enough force to fight gravity. Oh, that makes sense. Right? So, also to help fight with the gravity issue for being such a tall mammal, um, when blood returns to the heart from the giraffe's feet, their blood vessels are thickly walled with muscles, and the skin on the legs is so tight that it basically acts like giant compression socks. Oh. And these unique adaptations have also been studied by scientists at NASA to get inspiration for human spacesuits. Ooh, thanks, giraffes. Right? But, like, they have, like, these special blood vessels to, like, keep the blood from, like, just going straight back down, like, to go, like, up their neck and up their legs and stuff. Wow, Because they have to fight gravity. And they have a giant heart to fight gravity. Aww. Because they be tall. They do be tall. <laughs> there you go. There's your giraffe fact. I love that.